I just before we move off mm-hmm. box office, I wanted to say so Disney made ten billion. Yeah. I looked at all the movies they made. Yeah. And um, out of all the movies, I think there's only one misstep they had this year. Hang on, let me see if I okay. can guess what it is. Dumbo. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dumbo. <laughs> Welcome to episode 29, 29 of Straight to Series. My name is Connor. I'm Ian. And today, yeah, we're just going to do our usual thing. Like yeah. and subscribe. And Please do. Check us out on Instagram. Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. All those good stuff. Apologies for missing out last week. Uh, half of the half of us was down with illness, mainly this half. Mainly his bells. Yeah, my bells. It was not pretty. If he has to run out. That's why. And that's why. Yeah, yeah. If for some reason, uh, emergency. If for some reason there's a weird cut, that's what it was for. But uh, you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare. No, I'm feeling good enough, and uh, it's worked out kind of nicely because our thirtieth episode, we're going to be able to talk about the final Star Wars movie oh, ever. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, uh, but that's next week. So we're going to focus on this week, which yes. when we've two weeks of news. Yeah, that we have to news. get into loads of news, loads, loads of, tra- of trailers, lots Fuck of trailers. Me. I don't know if we'll get through them all. Yeah, but we'll try. We'll do our best. Steamroll them. And um, first things first, we're gonna get into box office. Box office. We are one weekend away from Frozen making a billion. Oh my goodness! I'm glad that I was right because yeah. I was I was too confident last time. Yeah. I, like I I remember you were like, oh really? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, <laughs> you second guess when someone's like, yeah. really? Because you asked me, will it make a billion? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like no buds, man. It will. It will. <laughs> okay, good. It's seventy million away, so we're one weekend away from Frozen Two. It's so weird. A billion mark. A movie making a billion that, like, is not in. I'm not interested at all. I know it's strange, isn't it's, it? Yeah. But a billion isn't a billion anymore. No, you that's know what true. I mean. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. I remember when there was like fifteen movies that ever made a billion. Then totally. it surely has to be like over forty. Yeah. Sure. This year alone, let's see. This year alone, how many films made a billion? By the way, did you start a timer? <laughs> No. No. That makes way too much no. sense. Uh, I just like knowing how long we've gone for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. How many movies have made a billion? Right, we got this seven. Seven movies this year have and made a Frozen's billion. Frozen's making a billion. Yeah. So it's going to be eight. Eight. And then Star Wars. Do you think Star Wars will make a billion before the end of the year? No, no way. No, it won't. Ten, it has ten, eleven but, days to make a billion. But here's the thing. It, that will still be classed as 2019. Oh, yeah. Billion, like... Same with Aquaman. Like Aquaman came out in December. It didn't cross the billion line to probably mid January of of this yeah. year. Yeah. And it's still like it, it goes down as two thousand eighteen billion. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. So yeah, we're gonna have at least yeah nine 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 films this year. That's insane. Two thousand nineteen is gonna have nine films to make a billion. Uh, like, so next year has to be ten then. Has to be ten. Has to be ten. And, and speaking of ten, yeah, Disney just passed ten billion worldwide. Totally. Totally. That is scary. That's insane. And it just beat its own its own record, which was last year. I don't even know how much and it was. And again, Frozen's still out and Rise of Skywalker is coming, it's coming. out. So it's, that is scary. Have you seen um I'm just looking at this and it reminded me of an article I saw this week. Aladdin made a billion. Have you seen the lead actor has come out and said that he's struggling to get cast? He hasn't had a single audition single. since Aladdin came out. Yeah. I feel like Now he's in a few things though. Yeah. So he just hasn't got the rub. From that billion, I don't. I, uh, is it is it me where he's like, oh, I haven't got it. I'm like, woe is you, 
Like, yeah, I, I know, I understand what you're saying. I'm like, but see, the thing is, it, it, it well, Hollywood and all, it just instantly becomes racial. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. Like I, all the articles I seen was totally. kind of about how he's of Indian descent. Yeah, so right. that's why he's not getting a role. Oh, like, that's just not true. But this was the weird thing. I read that article, yeah. and then at the end, it listed it listed all the things that he has coming out. <laughs> so I don't know if they were in the pipeline yeah. while Aladdin was getting made, but I would assume some of those roles may have come. While he was making Aladdin Just because he's in Aladdin you, Well You know what I mean What I saw Before it even made money yeah. But they were just like Oh this guy is going to be a star So I, I think it was a BuzzFeed article Or not Brock's Or maybe Collider I don't know Some some news outlet But it was framed by The white guy in the movie Is getting his own Spin off thing on Disney yeah. Plus But yeah. I was like But he's already an established actor He's a yes. popular comedic actor I will say like His His role was nonsensical And I didn't really care for it But it was entertaining, I, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really care for the movie that much anyway. Yeah, so Totally. It, it is a bit weird that he's getting a spin-off. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't feel necessary at all. Like no. He's barely in the movie, Yeah, but he's a fun actor and he's very funny. So I, eh. I, I think I like that guy in everything he's been in. I'm Maybe I'm being naive, Yeah, but I feel like he's not getting that spin-off because he's white. Yeah. I'd like to think that. I just think they're like, oh, he's the only character that we could do. Like, if they do a spin-off, it has nothing to do with the mythology of Aladdin. No. You know what I mean? Like, they can yeah. just do whatever the fuck they want with him. Or maybe it's like, you know when The Rock works with someone? Because they're most likely going to do an Aladdin too. Yeah, of course. Because it made a billion. So this is not going to, you know, it's not going to interrupt anything. No. Sorry, I just interrupted you there. No, but I was just thinking like, you know when The Rock is like, oh, I liked working with that guy. They're like, okay, you, he can direct Black Adam then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Guy Ritchie or whoever's working on the spinoff was like, I actually really like working with that guy. And we decided we'd do something else together. Sure. And it happened, maybe that's what happened. I thought you hit the nail on the head saying like he's somewhat bankable. Like he's yeah. like an actor that's already established. Yeah. But I I don't know For me I think that His role he, You can just do a spin-off And it won't affect Anything to do with Aladdin And yeah. future stories He's that kind of character Where if you give the, If you give Jasmine mm-hmm. A spin-off Well that has to feed Into the movie If you give Aladdin yeah. A spin-off You give Jafar a spin-off All that has to feed Back into the movie It kind of makes me think of um, You know that Hail to the King Marvel one shot With Ben Kingsley in yes. prison that's why it that the, along those lines of that is yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah, they picked Sam Rockwell, Sam Rock- and Ben Kingsley yeah. because those characters haven't really shown up. Yeah, but they're since their movies. They're pretty hilarious. Like I'd love to see Sam Rockwell again. I've said it so many times. Justin Hammer, Just, he was fantastic. He'd be great. He's I'd, a great actor. I love him. I'd love if in an in another Iron Man movie, like. Because Iron Man's dead now, Justin Hammer is trying to get a resurgence. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I want to be the man again. Like, I want to be the man again. I want to again. be the number one arms dealer. Oh, it'd be great. But uh, yeah, so I saw that article and it was. I thought it was interesting. I um, thought it was interesting too. But isn't Jasmine, she's getting roles, isn't she? I, I don't know. But she's not Indian. Isn't that the thing? Oh, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah she was from diff- two different... I think her family was from two different countries. One was like an African. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I want to say either. Cambodia or something yeah. like that. And then her father was from somewhere else. Or yeah. It was something like that. But it was it was two races that were nowhere near Indian. Yeah. And that's why people were angry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I don't think we're qualified to talk about it. And then it. the American white guy gets a spinoff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I anyway. don't know. How's Will Smith doing? Is he okay well, after that? Here's a fun fact about Joker. Yeah. I think it's it's amusing. I find it amusing that Joker has just surpassed Aladdin. Yeah. 
So that means that Joaquin Phoenix's biggest movie ever, the guy who's known for doing independent movies, mm-hmm. is bigger than Will Smith's biggest movie ever. Wow. Isn't that fun? That's super weird. Because Will Smith is a blockbuster actor. Yeah. It really so is. So he should be... He should be miles above Joaquin Phoenix. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, I think Gladiator is probably his other big uh, movie. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. I can't see him doing anything else. <laughs> I can't even... I don't even know that movie. He's such an indie actor. Like yeah. that's all he really does. He's known for that. That movie, he won't get far on foot, is on Netflix. Ne- oh, it's on oh, Amazon. No, Amazon Prime, yeah. and I've been meaning to watch it. And I've been meaning to watch that too. The other one where he's has a full beard. That's on Netflix now. Yeah. Uh, you were never really here. You were never really here. That's a yeah. cool movie. I've, I've heard it's very cool. It's weird. I've it's heard a strange one. I've heard it's strange and dark, it's and very I've been... sh- shot. Oddly. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch the two of them. Yeah. It literally two very independent movies. Yeah. With tiny budgets, not mm. a big rollout theatrically. And then I just find it amusing that his biggest movie mm. is bigger than Will Smith's biggest movie ever. Because Will Smith is Mr. Blockbuster. Like Will Smith's done Suicide Squad, he did mm-hmm. he did Aladdin, he did uh, Bad Boys, he yeah. did Independence Day, he did even movies like Hancock, that was a big seller. Yeah. And I Am Legend. I Am Legend, I am Ro- yeah. I, I Robot. I Robot. So, like, he's literally a blockbuster actor. And yet, Joaquin Phoenix's biggest movie is bigger than Will Smith's. Crazy. Just, I find that amusing. How good is I Robot? I haven't watched it in years, but I remember loving it as a kid. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. I, I'm afraid to rewatch it. I think it's one I of those movies know. where I'm like, why is he wearing Converse and has his hat sideways? He's cool and down with the kids. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know. There's something about that movie I just really like. I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be really on the nose of the whole thing of like, my grandfather lost his job because of robots. And That's not what happens though, right? It's something, I thought that like... He loses his arm. Yeah, he doesn't lose his arm, but I'm nearly sure he talks about like his father who was a carpenter uh, at one stage. Oh, maybe. I'm no. just afraid it won't be as nuanced as when I was younger and watched it. And Well, no, he doesn't like it because the robot who saved him from the car... Spoilers for our robot, by the way. Ah, come on. <laughs> the robot say, punches the window and he was in a car wreck and there's a little girl in the other one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, and save the girl, save the but girl. But there was like a more of a higher chance that the robot could save him. So yeah. he like did that calculation yeah. in his head, wasn't it? Yeah, it's something like the robot's algorithm was like, I, I can save you, but I, I can't can, save yeah, the girl. Yeah, I might not be able to save yeah. her, but I can definitely save you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I I actually I I, I don't know for some reason I think that's maybe it's because I watched it as a kid, but I always feel like that's really good. I see. I I have the pictures of him surfing on a door while like this house gets demolished. Oh, the by house robots. demolishing monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm thinking yeah, maybe I, it's not great. Why he's holding that. a cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene too. <laughs> Do you know who's the voice of the main robot in that? Sonny. No, he's having a huge resurgence. Alan Tudyk. No way. Alan Tudyk is Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. He's Joker now in, in Harley Quinn. The Harley yeah. Quinn. I've been watching series. clips and he's he's he sounds really good. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing he's doing kind of Mark Hamill esque. Okay, but uh, he's definitely got his own spin on it. So it's annoying because I just seen the first episode mm-hmm. of that is on YouTube. Oh, but it's not for Irish people or, uh, or anyone outside of America. Gotcha. So we can't get. DC Universe and yeah. we can't even watch their YouTube stuff you know it's there's just clips. annoying you can, there's loads of clips yeah. and you can kind of but piece. the full episode is up for Americans to watch uh, obviously as, as a as yeah. a hook you know yeah I've, I've watched a few clips and it actually looks funny but again like I've, I've said before I've never really cared about Harley Quinn as a character yeah um, I mean she's fine but like yeah but it, this seems interesting it seems like comedic and funny I sure. guess, yeah. So I, I definitely give it a watch, and I like the voice talent behind it as well. 
like all the different yeah voices. it seems like they've got great voices yeah i just before we move off mm-hmm. box office i wanted to say so disney made 10 billion yeah i looked at all the movies they made yeah and um out of all the movies i think there's only one misstep they had this year hang on let me see if i okay. can guess what it is dumbo yeah <laughs> it's dumbo that's the only movie like maleficent you could kind of you could kind of argue its case because it didn't do that well. Yeah. But Dumbo is the only movie of their eight big movies. So we got Avengers Endgame that made... It's the biggest movie in the world. Made all the money in the world. Frozen's about to make a billion. Aladdin made a billion. Toy Story 4 made a billion. Mm-hmm. The Lion King made a billion. Captain Marvel made a billion. Mm-hmm. So then it's Maleficent that only made around, f- I think, nearly 500 million. What about Spider-Man? It's Sony. It's Sony. Oh, yeah. Sony. Sony. I thought of that. And yeah. then I was like, wait, no. No, yeah, they only get lo- like a small percentage I of that. I was looking here and I was like, three Marvel movies came out this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it did make big money. Yeah. Like it made more than Captain Marvel. Just nice. barely more than Captain Marvel. Have you seen the comparison of Tom Holland's butt to Brie Larson's butt? <laughs> no. Tom Holland has a nicer shaped butt than Brie Larson in some sense. I had a feeling you were going there. <laughs> people people are been, because people fucking hate Captain Marvel so much. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't so stupid yeah <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't want to watch that now oh it's not I'm afraid it's, it's just a photo it's something okay. you, like you're scrolling through reddit and you see this and you're like tom holland is a nicer brother than brie larson <laughs> and you're like man it's 3 a.m in the morning and i'm awake I, what am i doing and then i just and now oh and shit what scrolling. am i doing what am i doing oh what's happening now <laughs> I'm getting feelings for Tom Holland. Man, all the Avengers males have great butts. Well, we know that Tom Holland, to, to get him loose, all he needs is three points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, get, get him, him drunk. Get him, get him ringing up. That's a cheap night out. <laughs> get him ringing up Disney execs. Yeah. Tell him what to do. Three points and he's drunk. Yeah, he's fucking, he's He's, he's, he's not that boss. young. He's in like his really <laughs> mid-20s. I love the idea of him. Hey, listen, listen. Listen, you guys saw that with Sony. <laughs> he's talking to Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The big wig of big wigs. Bob Bobby, Bobby I, what's hey, up? Bobby I, what's Bobby going I. on? Bobby Igor, Igor, <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> crying down the phone then? Yeah, that's what I, if I was, if I was famous and attractive and a superhero, I'd definitely be drunk calling people I should not be. <laughs> I'd be like John Boyega leaving scripts around the place to be found. Oh, totally. And I'd be ringing other actors, tr- well, I'd be ringing actors trying to get other people's numbers. Like yeah. I'd be ta- ringing Robert Downey Jr. going, hey, you worked with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. on, you know, what was the movie? Your dad's favorite movie? Oh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Oh, you you worked with him on that. Can yeah. you uh, can you, get, can you me, get me his number? Can you get me his number? And then can Jake Gyllenhaal get me Ryan Reynolds' number? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then can uh, someone get me Tom Cruise? And I'm definitely Snapchatting all the Hollywood babes. Yeah, totally. They hate me. I'd be yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mini Weinstein to be calling me. <laughs> yeah, man, that would. Uh, what a time we'd have eh? what a time we'd have anyway, it'll come down the line we'll, I'd be a bad man <laughs> we'll be rich and famous sometime yeah um, alright so we should move on to reviews because uh, we want to talk because it's been two weeks again yes so much to do we want to talk about the Irishman dying to talk about dying it dying to talk about it because last week we had the check in where yes. I was like where I, that were not last you were week. like an, an hour and 45 minutes hour or something 45 into it. minutes now I've watched it Seven hours. Yeah, you've double dipped. I've watched it twice, yeah. And I, I intend to watch it a second time. Yeah, and uh, we were going to do a Scorsese episode, so we ended up watching some Scorsese films. I watched 
Casino, Raging Bull, and uh, Mean Streets. Oh, you watched a good few. Yeah. I just watched Mean Streets. Yeah. But I'd never seen Mean Streets before. So. I'd, ne- I'd never seen those three. And then, yeah. funny enough, the other day when I was like, had nothing to do, I started watching Goodfellas again. Oh, I was meaning to watch it because it's on Netflix yeah. here. I was like, oh, yeah. I want to watch it. I, I want to watch Goodfellas. I was starting to watch it. And I was like, man, this movie, nonstop. It's so good. It's so good. I was so happy watching Mean Streets because I'd never seen it before. And it's one yeah. of those movies where I'm like, I will watch that. I will watch that. And then when you watch it as well, it's great to see that Harvey Keitel mm. and Robert De Niro are in it. Yeah. Who are in The Irishman. Yeah. Like, what's I think it's 73 Years? is when... No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scorsese's like 90. Now, I think it's, it was 1973 oh, when right. Mean Streets came out. I'll just check. What's so to think all those years later, like over 40 working. years later, yeah. and they're working together. Like, well, I love Har- that. Harvey Keitel used to be Scorsese's muse and now it's De Niro. De Niro and people, Leonardo people said it was DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah. I, I was surprised he wasn't in The Irishman, but then again, he doesn't fit in with the... There's good news there though. Oh, is there? The, Scorsese's next film. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Oh, excellent. Um, the excellent. Killing of a Wildflower, I think it's called. Or- um, it's like the the killing of a wildflower, the birth of the FBI or something like oh, that. It's called cool. where I think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play a killer. Oh, excellent! Um, I'll look it up. I just want to see when Mean Streets came out. Is it seventy three? Mm. Please be seventy three. Nineteen seventy three. Excellent work on a five hundred thousand budget. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And it made three million. Wow, that's good for the time. Yeah. Um, what was I saying there? We were talking about uh, playing a killer. Uh, Leonardo oh, playing a killer. I'm just going to check. I'm, I just want to know the official name yeah. of that. Then again, how, how many muses can Leonardo DiCaprio's multiple people's muses like he, now he's I in know. Uh, I know. Quentin Tarantino loves him as well. They're the killers of the wildflower moon. Killers of the flower moon. Sorry, of the yeah. Oh wait, that's the book. Sorry. No, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. He killers must, of the flower moon. He's probably the Assage murderer then, or something. Yeah. or something. And the birth of the FBI. Oh, that'll be really interesting. Yes, yeah, he's filming in March. 2020 ah, so cool. next year cool. and it's rumoured that Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Robert uh, De Niro are going to be in it Leonardo DiCaprio though I think he's the one who owns the rights to this book cool. he brought it to Scorsese and was cool. like let's make this awesome so that's really good I love hearing stuff like I'd that I'd love to see both of them together yeah me too be great yeah um, hearing DiCaprio talk about anything is great I, I think I don't know if I plugged it on the show but um, on the show Jesus Christ on our <laughs> podcast but uh, we were talking it's a podcast it's, show it's a show yeah I, I've just never said that before and I kind of like how it sounds but um, I watched uh, the, the video of uh, him and Quentin Tarantino breaking down his character from oh you uh, told me about this have you watched it no I. It's so you good. really sold me on it it's so good so good Quentin Tarantino is like his his brain is insane and DiCaprio is like trying to kind of feeding him some stuff and kind of just he gets yeah, his character yeah. but Quentin Tarantino knows every movie uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has been in like where he grew up where he went to school what type of person he is you were telling me is like undiagnosed bipolar yeah is what they were came up with yeah so there was a, there was this old actor that Quentin Tarantino likes from like the 1960s or something right and he's like oh yeah I love this guy and he was you know biggest star in the world and he committed suicide and uh, they found out years later that he was undiagnosed by bipolar and that's like that wouldn't have been recognized in the 60s yeah, yeah. and uh, when DiCaprio was figuring out the character this really resonated with him so he plays his character in 
Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Once upon a time as an undiagnosed bipolar person. That's brilliant. I'm just looking up. I want to know the name of the character again. Oh, Rick Dalton. Rick That's Dalton. It. Dalton was in my head, but I couldn't remember the first name. Man, it's a- so Rick Dalton. They're saying he's undiagnosed bipolar, yeah. which is great because they don't actually say that in the movie at no. all. But you instantly see it. Once I heard that, when yeah. you told me that story, I was like, oh, fuck. I so see it. Especially when he has his breakdown mm. in his trailer. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes of that whole movie. But it's like... And, sorry, another movie. This is a review, by the way, for The Irishman. I know. Man. Fuck it. But <laughs> um, that's another movie. Like like The Irishman. Yeah. You're you're watching it. Have you watched it yet? Yeah. yeah. I've Once upon a time in Loved Hollywood, do you get that feeling where you're like, "Oh, I'm watching a classic scene now. Mm-hmm. I'm watching a classic scene." Totally. There's so many times where you get yeah. that, and you're just loving everything that's happening. Everything. Um, but another thing like that of like a character having this backstory you wouldn't know is in Inglorious Bastards. Brad Pitt has lynching scars on his neck, and it's supposedly because he's he married a he's from the deep south he's a Texan and he married a black woman and then he has the lynching scars from that because they, they obviously tried to kill him I've never heard of this those are those scars that are around his neck that's amazing so you know when he's talking so there's like a backstory that doesn't even exist but obviously Brad Pitt is aware of this like you see the scars they're they're visible in the movie and he never addressed never yeah. talked or, about yeah they're not never explored I mean it does exist but they're never, we just don't know about they're it. never explored but it gives so much backstory to like his character why he hates Nazis and the prejudice and all that stuff that's brilliant and it's like I, I just love how Quentin Tarantino does that in the movies I think that's my favourite mm. Tarantino movie yeah uh, Inglourious Bastards Dry Glazer Dry Glazer yeah. right. oh, how no, does he do it it's Dry that, that's it he does it like this and it's meant to be like yeah. this yeah love that Michael Fassbender's like first yeah. movie that I ever seen him in oh yeah he's great have you ever seen is it Frank What's yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's I Frank. love it. Yeah, yeah. Donald That's Gleason. really cool. I've seen that in the cinema. I feel like I was like the only person in Ireland who's seen that. Yeah, in I, the saw cinema. It, I saw it in the cinema too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. I really liked it. It was desolate when I went to see it. Me yeah, and my me mate too. went to see it and like, there was I, no one in the cinema. I, 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 myself and my friend who likes movies went and it was just, it, we, we both enjoyed it but I was yeah. like, I don't think I understood everything in it but I really enjoyed it, you know? Yeah, it's fun. Um, I love the scene in uh, Inglourious Bastards though with the bear Jew because obviously that's a great scene but then when he, when he the, I think they give the Nazi general guy a really good moment where he's like he points at the medal he's like you get that for killing Jews and he's like bravery and, then, and, then and that's, gets, that's a famous director yeah yeah. what's his name he's the guy who directed Hostel yeah I can't remember his name he was meant to be playing um, your man's role Christoph Waltz's role really and then Christoph Waltz took the Eli part. Roth Eli Roth yeah he was meant to be playing Christoph Waltz's role and then, oh no, not him, not Eli Roth. Sorry, but he's the bear Jew. He's the bear he? Jew. Yeah, he's the bear Jew. But the uh, the uh, the German guy. Oh, okay, yeah, was yeah. meant to be playing Christoph Waltz's role, and he and Quentin Tarantino wrote a whole new scene where he was like he gave him more to do because he he actually he really liked the actor and he wanted to put him in in some way. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great scene. Where yeah, he, yeah. Where he just put, he's like, you get that for killing Nazis. He's like <laughs> bravery. Um. All right, let's review the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's so good. It is. It's so good. It is. It's scary that Martin Scorsese is seventy six. Yeah. And he's making that sort of quality movie. What's scarier is when you hear the behind the scenes set talks, and everyone's like, "Yeah, man, like 
Pacino, Pesci, De Niro, Scorsese, all these older actors have more energy than the younger actors. I know. Jesse Plemons was... Uh, Netflix has put out so much supplemental material for this movie. It's brilliant. They're actually... They're diving into the whole special features yeah, it's thing, great. which is brilliant. It, I, it's about time as well, because there's so many good movies, like Roma as well. Yeah. They did a little bit for that. Yeah. They should have done more. But I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying watching like these three-minute clips Love of it. just all the actors talking about it. And Jesse Plemons is like, yeah, those old guys were putting me to shame with how much energy and... And you've watched like, the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like the Irishman in conversation. In conversations, it's like, just the old guys just sitting around in a booth, just mm-hmm. talking. It's so natural as well. Oh. And they talk about everything. Yeah, even though it's, it's only twenty minutes long, but it's, it's fantastic. They get into everything, and yeah. I, I love it. I think Joe Pesci talking about how many cameras, yeah, was on set, and he's like, I don't know where to look because mm-hmm. there's something like seven cameras. And yeah. It's a lot to do with the the motion capture. Yeah, I don't know. Did they have like in the in the vis- invisible like dots on their face or some shit know. like that I'm not sure how they did it I don't know but I think it's so they would have every angle so when they were touching it up it like yeah. it didn't look because they didn't want markers they didn't yeah. want visible markers to take away from the performance yeah but I like Joe Pesci talks about how he didn't know where to look at the times because there's just there's like seven cameras a big seven camera yeah. rig mm-hmm. you know I love that it's great and it's a movie of stellar performances like we've already said Joe Pesci and Al Pacino I think they steal every scene they're in we need to talk about how Joe Pesci mm-hmm. wasn't in anything for like 20 years yeah and he is so so good in this and he's not being Joe Pesci in it which that's, is that's great. That's the thing. He's not that that little bull that yeah. he always is. Funny yeah. how. Funny how. Funny how. Yeah. He's uh. He's like. He's just this quiet, subdued, and like he's quietly res- like he's reserved. Yeah. But like there's there's violence in his eyes at the same time. You're like don't don't mess with him. Yeah. Even though he may not raise his voice. Yeah. Like just don't mess with him. You respect him, and you, you'll die if you fuck with him. You respect him, and you're like, he's fair. You know, yeah. In in a mob world, you're looking at him, and he's like, he's reasonable <laughs> yeah, and fair, yeah. which is so weird to say. I, I, yeah, I know. I know what you mean, though. And he's like, not like the ruthless gangster that's going to kill you for looking at him sideways. And you kind of like him as well. Oh, he's very likable. You grow to like him as a character, and like their relationship between Robert De Niro's characters, Frank and him, and the one between Al Pacino and him, it's like a love triangle. Yeah, I, I liked all the characters. Yeah, like, me too. You know, I was on a, I was on Jimmy Hoffa's side. Yeah, me too. Even though he can't get out of his own way, I'm yeah. like, oh, come on, come on, change yeah. change history, you know? I, Tony Pro, uh, I, don't, I can't remember the actor's name, he's the Liverpool actor. Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham, yeah, he's so good playing the villain and everything like this the loudest shirt you'll yeah. ever see yeah you've watched breakdowns yeah. as, as i have yeah and um, he talks about how they improvised mm-hmm. so much and they would just work out a scene yeah which i also heard um on the wolf of wall street mm-hmm. it's spike lee isn't it the director yeah. that's in that he talks about the same thing where he's like oh i was on set like spike lee is a great director he's did he's done like adaptation he did black clansman no he didn't that's oh no sorry yeah, you're right, but it's Spike Jones who's Spike in it. Spike Jones. Oh, right. Yeah, I sorry, I got the name wrong. Oh, okay. Spike Jones, he did like adaptation. Yeah. He did um Being John Malkovich, Where the Wild oh, Things Are. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that he's that guy. He did her, her. He wrote and directed her. Mm-hmm. And he's in it. And he's the guy who's uh, selling the pink slips and he hires oh. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's okay. also the fat the stepfather in Moneyball. Oh, yeah. You yeah, hate yeah. him. Yeah, you do hate him. And he's him. such a nice passive guy in it. Yeah. And you still I hate, hate him, him. Yeah. And you're like Brad Pitt could fuck him up mm-hmm. I love Brad Pitt in that movie But that He's a great uh, director Spike Jones. Yeah. And he talks about Being on set with Martin Scorsese And he was all like oh, I can't wait to Pick his brain And then he mm. finds out that 
oh, we're going to ad-lib a bit and we're going to yeah. improvise and just work out the scene and go yeah. over it ourselves and change what we want to change. Mm-hmm. He couldn't believe that. It's like so the good. freedom. He couldn't believe that Martin Scorsese, you just, he sounds like an actor's director. Mm. It's like, he does. You, you work out the scene. Jo- Jonah Hill said when he was uh, getting into acting, he was like, one dream that he had was working with Martin Scorsese and he managed to do it. And he said it was one of the best experiences of his life. And I would argue it's his best performance mm. of Definitely. any movie. Definitely. But Stephen Graham is a real, a real, really good window into the how it is on set where he talks about all the different things that ad libbed and they ended up getting in the movie. He sounds so excited. He's so as excited well for working with these legends. Yeah. And I he got and Al Pacino gave him a nickname that calls him the kid. The kid. And he and he loved that. Yeah, especially since the guy's like nearly fifty and he's been called the kid. And you know, Leonardo DiCaprio has a nickname for him as well. He calls him the animal. Oh, I yeah, I see yeah. this. What was it? Uh, Gangs of New York But it was on Jonathan yes. Ross Jonathan Ross That's yeah. what it is And he yeah. nearly Fucking broke his leg He nearly broke Yeah DiCaprio was like You nearly broke Do you know how much You're an animal man <laughs> yeah. I love it Yeah he like He uh, he turned over a, a golf cart That yeah. they were both in And it nearly crushed Leonardo DiCaprio's leg Yeah yeah, It's brilliant but, uh, Stephen Graham has Because he's from Liverpool mm. And it's closer to home We're in Ireland Yeah He, uh, he has a very Everyman kind of Vibe about him Totally So it sounds like He's, he's just a fan That gets to work yeah. With these legends And it's so infectious listening to him talk about and it. And he's really, he's really proud as well. Of so everything. proud. He's like, if some, like, he's not afraid to talk about, like, uh, the ad libs that got into the movie. You know, like he talks about all this stuff, and he was like, you know what, I saw Robert De Niro over there, and I was like, let's throw to him and see what he has to say in a scene. He reminded me mm-hmm. of when, like, being in a band. Sometimes I found I'd be telling my friends, oh, they just say, oh, I love that line. And I'd be like, oh, I came up with that lyric. Mm. You know, you're like, oh, that was my little touch to it. Or, oh, yeah. you know that drum roll? I actually came up with the idea for yeah. that that drum roll. And then the drummer did it. Mm-hmm. He sounds like the same thing where he's yeah. like, oh, because he hits the bowl. Yeah, he smacks the bowl. Scene, yeah. And he talks about how he, I think he told like the cinematographer and he told one or two people on the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point I'm just going to yeah. smack the scene. And but he didn't tell Pacino. No, and he waited for the last take as well. Yeah, and then he knocks it out and yeah. like he actually scared Pacino did you see him he came at me yeah. <laughs> he scared me Marty the kid scared me Marty yeah he, lo- he seemed so proud of that and I totally. love that and it just reminded me of like being in a band and you're like oh that little detail that was actually my idea he sounds like that kind of yeah. guy yeah but, but in a good way like he, uh, oh, he's just totally. so happy that he got his own little bit yeah. in there he's, it's not bragging it's like genuinely excitement he's yeah, that, like oh, that was yeah. my own voice there yeah. for one second that's actually me who came yeah. up with that I love that I really and I think that's how you get a great performance mm-hmm. when an actor feels like they're not just reading lines. Yeah, where it's funny because my favorite director is David Fincher, mm-hmm. who is the complete opposite of that. Just wants the lines read as they're. Yeah, he's yeah. really meticulous and he likes it exactly. He'll do so many takes until he gets exactly what he wants. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, Martin Scorsese. It's it's mad that I actually think that he's so loose mm. on set. I, I love the idea of just working out a scene. Yeah, and it changes it a lot. Totally. Well, it's funny when Robert Niro talks about in one of them the table read, and he's like, "Yeah, the table read, man." He looked around, and it was a really great atmosphere, and he everything. Got his like, table read, and that—that's all I was thinking of. <laughs> I was like, "Boy, he wasn't as happy for the Joker table read. I can tell <laughs> yeah. you that much." But we should give a little bit of context. As Walking Phoenix doesn't do table reads, Walking Phoenix gets into character, doesn't want to do table reads, wants everything to be fresh when he gets in, but. De Niro turned up his mafia, yeah. American, Italian yeah. American style and was like, We gonna do a table read. I'm concerned. I'm concerned <laughs> you won't do a table read. I'm concerned about that. Um but he yeah. made him do a table read. Yeah. Like Did- a teenage child is sitting there, like he was legitimate legitimately supposed to be very unhappy. Pouting. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh 
you could see why De Niro likes it though. Like yeah. I totally get old style Hollywood. You know, wants totally. to, wants to do the table read, but if De Niro wants to do a table read, you do a table read. Totally. You know, and a, a table read with Martin Scorsese and everything, and seeing all those actors around, it'd be fucking great. Yeah. Like just, you'd be pinching yourself, but oh, uh, instantly, yeah. This movie and oh, constantly I just smack my mic. This movie, like um, like all of Martin Scorsese's movies, is instantly quotable you remember like so many bits of it we keep saying like they wouldn't dare <laughs> they wouldn't dare, they wouldn't dare. Oh, so good yeah yeah it's I, I, it's one of those movies where i'm literally i love when you're like a minute deep into a scene and you're like oh this oh this is a classic this scene like, classic people are going to reference this scene frank it is what it is but there's so many movies that you don't get that sense even though they eventually do become classic scenes yeah where it's it's funny how instantaneous you're mm. like oh Oh, this is a classic scene. This is a classic. I, like, people are going to quote the scene. They have to quote the scene. This is amazing. But then there's some scenes like Joker going down the stairs. You're like, that's a classic scene. Yeah. You know? Joker... It, but that's it, one of those ones where you're like, instantly... Yeah, instantly classic. Joker, it, not to keep talking about Joker, but talking about how he got these scars. All those scenes, you're like, that's a classic scene Yeah, from scene the Christopher right Nolan there. thing. Christopher he, Nolan ones. Even, I think, of Joker um, when he's behind the curtains and he's yeah, doing his movement. Doing I've his seen movement. so many pictures of that all over the, yeah. the interweb. Yeah. Interweb, yeah, yeah. Um, the let's get nuts. I'm just doing Batman scenes. That are classic. <laughs> the let's get nuts scene from Batman '89. I love or, that scene. Uh, wait, do they get a load of me? Wait, do they get a load of me? Ah, oh, and as you can see, I'm a lot happier. And then he shoot. Oh, I love that scene. So yeah, you get that with the Irishman. Yeah. I showed you my favorite scene. Yeah, yeah. It's the. It's, <laughs> I'm going to jail. Yeah, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail because of you. Because of you. <laughs> it's so uh, good. It's amazing. And then. You, what's it? You dumb motherfucker. You selling insurance <laughs> to his uncle's nephew. And it's just, ah, uh, so, so good. You dumb motherfuckers. You dumb motherfuckers. And then, I mean, there's so many scenes. Like, every, uh, like, when I, having watched it twice, like, you go through and you're like, oh, I love this bit. I'm so excited that we get to have this bit. You know, it just. Uh, People are kind of like saying, I don't know. There's a mixed review on this. Do you have you have you seen that? Like people think it's a great movie, but they don't think it's one of his best. I've seen many people just giving out about the length more than anything else. Mm. I've, I hate how there's it's become like a little bit of a meme. Have you seen that? Yeah. Scorsese gave out about he he doesn't want anyone to watch it on their phone. Yeah. And then instantly everyone just made fun of him for saying that. And, oh, it's just he's such hot Hollywood royalty that yeah. I just hate it. I, I hate it. Like I it's Scorsese. I think now people just think of him as this crazy old man, geriatric because of the Marvel comments yeah. he made. And even that t- was taken out of context. Totally. Because if you actually read the full statement, he compliments, compliments, mm-hmm. and then calls it a team park. Yeah. Like he he talks about how a lot of work goes into it and they're mm-hmm. fantastic actors and they do the best they can for what they're given. Yeah. But then he relates it to team park rides. Yeah. And obviously, eh, many publications just ran with that. Yeah. <sighs> like, I don't know. And also, the man can fucking have his opinion. He's yeah. he's Scorsese. I also I I totally get. He's like, I don't want any of you watching it on your phone. We shouldn't watch any movie on our phone. Yeah. You know, it yeah. like no movie should be should be watched that way. And I would hate to think if yeah. a director came out and said, "Oh well, I made this for mobile devices." Yeah. I'd hate I'd be, that. I'd be like, I don't want to. Uh, why? Why? I don't why like would you that. Do that? Yeah. yeah. It, it's exactly. It's like it's just people. We're in an age of like meme culture, and people are like, huh, look at this guy. He's not hip yeah, with the yeah. time. I know. Or whatever, I know. and I'm like, well, no, none of us should be watching movies on our phones. You also, you got to think about the overall context. Yeah, 
Scorsese tried to get this movie made for nine years. Yeah. And then he went to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because no no um, studio would give him the budget that he needed. Yeah. So you can imagine why he's a bit sour. Yeah. Because he probably had been working on this script for ages, developing mm-hmm. it, which De Niro brought to him, by the way. He's the one who brought the book and was yeah. like, you know, we should do this. This is yeah. our project that we need to work on together. Bob, Bob sent me the book. <sighs> I love when people I call him. I want to be able to call him yeah, Bob. I want to be called. But oh, he's Mr. De Niro to he's us. He's Mr. De Niro, yeah. Oh, and have you seen when he's getting the AFI award, the Actors Film, Film Achievement, and some, and I can't remember who, who is opening it. Oh, it's fucking Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal oh, cool. is, is giving the opening speech and he's like, um, Mr. De Niro to Young Upstarts, Bob to his friends. And Bobby to TV executives who've never met him before. <laughs> That's great because he hates Bobby, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he hates it. It's so, known. Yeah, so I love I love that little... Yeah, it's really cool. Billy Crystal is always very, very funny. Yeah. But uh, but sorry, just to explain, yeah, yeah, as I was saying, like he tried to get this made for nine years mm. and no one would give him the money, so he had to go to Netflix. Yeah. So you can imagine like Scorsese, Scorsese one of the all-time best filmmakers ever, yeah. can't get a movie made yeah. and has to go to Netflix to get it made and this is why though I hate that loads of news outlets and all film and movie news outlets mm-hmm. they gave out about oh the next Scorsese movie is not going to be released in cinemas mm-hmm. like don't, isn't it great that Netflix said oh we'll give you I think it was 158 or 159 million is yeah. what it ended up costing yeah. oh we'll just give you that yeah. to make it well then can we really give out like yeah. I mean like it's a shame mm-hmm. but we're getting that movie yeah like, would you rather just not be made? Mm. But at the same time, I do understand why Scorsese is like seeing these huge superhero movies making over two billion and yeah. he can't get his dream project made. And yeah, he's got all this legacy Klaus, behind yeah, him. Yeah. Well, that's it's a double edged sword. All yeah. this stuff, you know, it's the I modern st- era. And I still love Marvel movies. Yeah, me too. So I'm, I'm not saying he's right. I just understand where he's coming from. Totally. Totally. And well, I, I just respect his opinion. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Anyway, um. We we are straight to series feel that the Irishman is well worth the three and a half hours. Easily, did yeah. you watch the second time around? Did you watch it in one go? Uh, yeah, watched in one go. Both Fair play. The second time around, because I I watched it in parts. Like I said, I was uh, I think I was over halfway through when I was on yeah. the podcast last, and the second time I watched it straight through. That's great, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. It didn't um, didn't feel long. Well, I mean, it was long, but like. I don't know. After seeing it again, I was like, oh, that scene I really like is coming up. And then yeah. that, that scene I really like is coming up and everything. And then you notice more the second time, like your favorite scene. I mean, it's it happens midway through. Jimmy Hoff is given out to people. And then afterwards, Frank Sheeran's character, uh, Frank Sheeran, Robert De Niro's character walks out and he's like, you were given out to me. And I was watching that scene again. And Jimmy Hoff tells Robert De Niro, he's like, I didn't even see you in the room. Yeah, yeah. And when you watch that scene again, you're like, oh, he's not even looking at him in the scene it's yeah like, it was great you pointed that out to yeah. me like yeah he doesn't even see him in the room like he's yeah. not looking at him at all he's not even looking at him because De Niro's like you, you call me a dumb motherfucker like yeah yeah. Well, like, like, no I wasn't talking to you I wasn't like, talking you to you you can talk to them like that yeah, you yeah. can't talk to me like that and I love that Pacino's then starts taking his jacket back off yeah. he's like no 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 don't go anywhere you and know? you're like it's really a misunderstanding between friends as well yeah. so uh yeah, we think it's well worth the watch. Um, Easily worth um, the watch. Whatever platform you want to enjoy it on. Yeah. But on your phone, probably not the best way to watch it. It's, it's very cinematic. 
Netflix movie. Totally. Like, it's so cinematic. You should watch it on the best device you have. Yeah. Because it, it's worth it. It is worth it. But if you can't, then you can't. It's worth Either to watch way, anyway. you should watch it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's one of the best movies of the year, easily. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Definitely. It's got loads of... I got, like, some, like, five Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. Which is always a good sign for the Oscars and all mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Pacino or Pesci, I don't know who. I know, that's, uh, it's funny how it's not the lead character. Yeah. I wouldn't give it to De Niro. Well, De Niro is, De Niro's consistently, he's he's really good throughout the movie. Yes. Consistently good. He doesn't have, he, he I don't know, he has some, there are some great moments, but he's very consistent. The well, character's very subdued though as well. It's, it's very subdued. Where, you know, um, oh, Pesci, oh no, not Pesci, sorry. Pacino. Al Pacino just gets to be Al Pacino yeah, constantly. Get, yeah, yeah. It's what, just what's the one that the scene that you were showing me then? Uh, oh, you, you charge a yeah, man with a gun. You charge a man with a gun with a knife. You run. You run. You run. You run with the he's knife. He's so animated. And, then, and he's and he's holding Jesse Plemons' hand. He's like, "This is my boy. This is I my raised boy. him. I raised him." The cast is just ridiculously good as well. Yeah. Like Ray Romano, mm-hmm. Jesse Plemons, Anna Paquin's in it. Anna Paquin. People were giving out. I was telling you about Anna Paquin having yeah. something like seventeen lines of dialogue. Yeah, but as you said, Crystalia. Chris D'Elia, the famous comedian, had a great bit on one of his podcasts about yeah. how the film's about a hitman mm-hmm. and his child not talking to him. Yeah. Because she she, she hates what he does. Yeah. So how can you make her mm-hmm. talk without talking to the lead character that the whole film is centered around? Well, the whole point of that character is she doesn't say a lot, but when she says something, it's very impactful. Because and she- also... As Crystalia says, she still kills it. Yeah, how, she that's, does. That's what he's saying. He's like, she doesn't even talk, and she's killing it. That's she how kill- good Anna Paquin is. She has it? one of the most gut wrenching scenes. Yes, in, in it, like it's one of the. It breaks your heart. It breaks your heart because yeah. you know you kind of the scene before breaks your heart a little bit. Peggy, that's her name, isn't Peggy, it? Isn't yeah, the character. Yeah. yeah, the scene before kind of breaks your heart because something terrible happens, yeah. and you're like, oh. So upset, and then you kind of you're watching the aftermath of that, and you're kind of processing it and dealing with it, and then she just like cuts through everything, and it's it's really good, it's great. She's great. Um, Everything's great. Better. Ray Romano's brilliant. Bobby Cannavale's in it. Bobby Cannavale with his hair thinned out. <laughs> it's so good. Looks great. She, he, he looks great as that character with the, the, the bad hair. Like. Yeah. I love when he comes out in his dressing gown and he's like, "You won't pay me." He was like, "Let me guess. This is mother's funeral. Here, take this." And he like getting, it, getting <laughs> yeah. in the car with him. And he's a spag hanging out of his mouth. Everybody pops in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just great, and uh, everyone should check it out. We also saw Knives Out, both of us this both week. Both of us seen Knives Out. Um, definitely recommend go out and see that. So you know that little film called The Last Jedi? Do you know that one that we both... We've kicked around yeah, yeah. since episode one. Yeah. And we will continue to kick it around. Continue when The Rise of Skywalker comes out, we're going to have a few things to say about The Last I've, Jedi. I've been watching a lot of Last Jedi related material <laughs> in preparation for Rise of Skywalker. And let me tell you, my anger is still hot. Well, in case... Anyone didn't know? Yeah, Ryan Johnson wrote and directed the last, yeah, oh, last Jedi, the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and Knives Out. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that we both love this movie. Yeah, yeah. So well, it just doesn't work well with Star Wars. No, he just. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Loved it. All the performances are great. Uh, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans. Chris Evans really pops because it's the complete opposite of Captain America. He's an absolute sleazy dick in it, and that makes him it. even better. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, and you really enjoy watching him be a dick. He's such well. a buff guy. Yeah, in it, he's he, huge. He can't help but just be like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. Look at that guy. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's shot so well. It is. Anna Armas 
is in it. I'm in love with her. Yeah. I'm absolutely in love she's with stunning. her. She's um, stunning. She's so innocent. I just, I, there's something about her. Mm. Like, she, <laughs> it'd be horrible if she was an absolute bitch in real life. Yeah. But she has this innocent look about her. It's yeah. so believable. Mm-hmm. It seems so authentic. I'm yeah. like, I just totally, I'm in love with this character instantly. Yeah. Um, who else? Who's the Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer. Who's the mom? Fuck, I can't think of her oh, name. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Because of True Lies, I will forever be attracted to Jamie Lee Curtis. Me too. She's such a grandmother now, and I'm still like, still, I still, I put like a, a True Lies filter on mm-hmm. her every time, and I'm just like, yeah, still would. So I still go down there. So with I've it. watched all seven seasons of New Girl, right? Jamie Lee Curtis is she the she's the mother of Zoe Deschanel's character. She flirts with um, Schmidt. Uh, no, Jake Johnson's character right. in it. It's sexy, is it? And she has the she's the gray hair and everything, and she starts kind of flirting with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, Ugh. and her and Rob Reiner make out in a in a in an elevator. Nice. So, and Rob Reiner is an old man as well, but I, he's really good <laughs> in that TV yeah. show. But yeah. yeah, check out Knives Out in cinemas. And then come home and watch The Irishman. Yeah, it's such a good murder mystery. Totally. It's really fun. It's just a it's fun so movie. Fun. And it really, like instantly, I'm not going to give anything away, but it just turns it upside down instantly. Yeah. So everything you think you know about murder mysteries, like I went in going, well, I kind of understand how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It just turns it upside down instantly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I love it. And if it does well, Ryan Johnson apparently has plans that he could possibly have, like Daniel Craig's character is the investigator yes. and have him do kind of multiple movies where he's investigating kind of like a Proro style character yeah. um, so that I'd, I'd like to see that I would love to see that totally. I, it's, it's not it's a film that is not building a franchise but no. just easily could it just could. fall into it yeah exactly and at the moment it, it cost 40 million to make and it mm-hmm. looks so well shot as yeah. well it just it looks everything about the movie it's looks fantastic great. and I'd love to see like we don't have those movies don't exist anymore if you know what I mean like the well they're coming back. Kenneth Branagh did that one. Murder in the Earth, but it didn't do very well. It did. It did really well. Did it? Yeah, the sequel's coming out. I thought it didn't do well at no, all. No, Murder on the Nile, I think, is the next one that's coming out. Murder on the Orange Express is the first it's one. The and first and one. the next one's Murder on the Nile, is it? Yeah, I think I so. I thought it didn't do well. It wasn't no, reviewed well. It w- Yeah, I watched it. Oh. Uh, it had a, uh, such a good cast. Stellar cast. Stellar cast. And it, it really falls apart in the, the third act. Like, okay. it just... I, I was into it and I, mm. I love those movies like it was, they're done well yeah. I love them same with Prison Break movies yeah. I'm just like I don't know why I just gravitate towards them I love the old ones I love I love like it's basically scenes of people talking and then at the end of the scene the investigator is like just kind of flips it around I love, yeah. Columbo is one of my favourites yeah and it's it's almost it, it kind of is like the Shyamalan twist kind of thing yeah. where at the end you're like here's the real story yeah, like, yeah. oh my god He's like, you have said this, but really, how could you be there and here at the same time? Yeah, yeah. And he saw a person here, and that must have been you in disguise. And it's just... The revelation is always so <gasps> so fun, so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And in this, it really is a knives out. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's so good. It it brings back like memories of those. It, it evokes feelings of those old movies that you used to love as a kid, where yes. at the end, you kind of go, oh, they were the killer the whole time. Oh, yeah. aren't they terrible? Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, a nod to that as well. Columbo, it? I always loved because he bumbles his way. You yeah. think he's bumbling. He's, think like, he's an idiot? Excuse me, excuse me. I just don't understand, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, he's crazy. He's picking. And then right at the end, he just pulls it all together. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, we could... So two movies Two movies Got the stamp of approval Yeah wow We've never had such positive reviews And with trailers this 
this week. Yeah. This is not going to be an entertaining podcast because no, we're too happy. No, nothing to complain about. Do you want to yeah. talk about Six Underground? You watched it? <laughs> don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Let's move on to trailers. You know, there's a scene that I'm going to show you when you when you rewatch it. There's a oh, scene in okay. Six Underground, Michael Bay's new film, yeah. that makes no sense whatsoever in okay. a car chase where oh. these these bad guys are this is all i'll talk about for yeah. six underground because i don't want to i don't want to fall down that trap door this is already longer than i thought we'd be talking about there, there's a car chase yeah. and at one point there's these goons and they're in a they're in a jeep yeah and uh there's so many scenes action scenes uh where i'm like i i, I don't understand i don't understand yeah. what's happening I, I i can't comprehend what's happening yeah. it's just cutscene 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 but these guys are in a jeep and they see Ryan Reynolds and his crew mm-hmm. and they're on top of this steep, steep stairs oh. and they're in a jeep and they're like fucking flooring <sighs> and they just kill themselves. Oh, fucking <laughs> they hell. just go down the stairs and die. <laughs> like, just, no one made them do it. I don't know. And it, you'd have to see the scene but they just go out of the, the windshield. Yeah. And, like, the good guys did nothing to them. Okay. <laughs> they know, just died. It was just their own egos that killed them. Can I ask you a question? How much does Michael Bay support the U.S. Army in this movie? <laughs> and that face says yeah. it all. That face says it all. Make it rain. Make it rain. All right, we'll move on to trailers because we've five written down. And normally we have something like The Way Back or something where we're like, yeah, hey, we don't have to talk about that. All five of these are pretty huge trailers. Yeah, we're, we're glad about each one of them. Yeah, so we'll go through them in order. Ghostbusters Afterlife is the first one I have written. I don't like that I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you I, you really hate it because you went to the cinema to try and support the... The, the, the all-female Ghostbusters. I hate, I hate that it's called a female Ghostbusters, but it doesn't have... Yeah, it doesn't have that subtitle yeah. or whatever you would call it, the extension of the name. They just the call name. it Ghostbusters kind of pretentiously, if you mm, ask me. Yeah, but, I know. And it's like... As if, like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Leslie Jones is very vocal about this movie, by the way. Oh, she, yeah. Does not like it at all. She loves her Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. It's shockingly bad. Honestly, it's, I went to see it. Totally. Because all my friends were like, I'm not going to see that. Yeah. That trailer looks terrible. And I was yeah. like, it does look terrible, but I want to see it so I can have a legitimate view on it. Yeah. I don't want to be just that guy who's like, nope, it, it's terrible. Totally. And I went to see it. Which and I was, was like, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's yeah. terrible. Oh, okay. It, and it's really bad. And you know, even the reviews were so soft on it. Yeah. They, they were so light on it because you can't dislike it without being a misogynist. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. If you dislike it, you're sexist. Yeah. If you yeah. don't like Moonlight, you're racist. Yes. Or and homophobic. Oh, and homophobic. Don't forget yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, and you don't like rap music. Oh yeah, 50 cents. Yeah, he's not in it. <laughs> um, Leslie Jones, I I understand she probably had a great time making the movie. Totally. Probably, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. They all the cast seemed to be enjoying themselves, having a good time. Blah blah blah. You gotta. I feel like she needs to separate herself from that. She maybe she was proud of it when she was making it, but yeah, of course. Uh, like I totally get that. But I get that with Ben Affleck and Batman vs Superman. Totally, totally. He was happy when he was making it, and then it came out, and all the interviews he looks at in. <laughs> yeah. And then no one would want to talk about Live By Night. He's like, this is going to cause me to get divorced yeah, and yeah. go to rehab. Yeah, and drink and everything. But yeah, I mean... Wh- well, here, this is what... In my defense, right? This is what... This is how I put it. Mm-hmm. When I seen Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the, the female version of Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and I hated it. And I seen all the reviews trying to be nice about it. Like, no one going, it's amazing. Kind of just being like, oh, I respect what they did. Mm. But not really saying it was terrible. Yeah. The way I look at it is Paul Feig or Feig? Feig. Paul this, Feig directed yeah. this. He also directed uh, Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. which I love. 
has a very similar cast. Yeah. Kristen Wiig's in it. Mm-hmm. Melissa McCartney's in it. And I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So then the same creative team made Ghostbusters. And I hate that movie. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with their gender. No. It's a bad movie. It's just a bad movie. You know, that's the way I put it. Yeah, totally. And that's perfectly acceptable to have that opinion. Yeah. Even though a lot of news outlets at the time did not think so. No, they, they kind of backed away <coughs> from Collider. <it>. Still <sighs> fucking won't leave it alone yeah, as well. Yeah, they won't. Uh, they, they don't want you to take a side in marriage story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want. Don't you, you dare. Don't you take a side. They wouldn't dare. Yeah, they wouldn't dare take a side <laughs> in this beautiful movie about Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson splitting up. Um, I need to watch that movie because we might talk about it at some Please stage. Please do. Yeah, I really it. want to. Um, but the Afterlife trailer, I think it's great. Apart from one really bad line, don't like the humor in it. But it's. Uh, but how can you live up to the comedic talents of Dan Aykroyd, Bill, uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, um. Uh, fucking hell um, oh, Stan w- Stan no Stan is the name of the Stan, character Stan stomp your foot yeah um, Stan stomp your foot um, this is bad Harold Ramis Harold Ramis thank Harold you Harold Ramis and, and Ivan Reitman was the director Ivan Reitman was the director and his son Jason Reitman, Jason Reitman directed wrote and directed wrote and this, directed this Ghostbusters Afterlife yeah love Afterlife, I love that name. Uh, it's a great. What's the name of the black guy in Ghostbusters? Sorry, I didn't. Mind. I. What's the name of the actor? His name. He's also like he's the prison warden in Oz. I've watched that so oh, many times. He? Yeah, he's a great actor, and I can't think of his name. Uh, oh wow, he's not even. Oh, he's not even in starring. Fucking Sigourney Weaver. How sexy is she in that movie? And what like you know when they were making the female reboot and they're yeah. like well let's not give any male actor a strong role in it yeah. they forget the Sigourney Weaver is the strongest I would say the, phys- the most physically strong yeah. person in that entire movie yeah. like she could hand Bill Murray his ass yeah. in that movie it's great like she's such a strong female character yeah. and then when they did the female reboot they're like well let's get Chris Hemsworth to be just an absolute buffoon bumbling idiot yeah, yeah. and that's that's the only like real male yeah um, character in the movie William at her. No, it's Ernie Hudson. Ernie Winston. Hudson. Yeah, Winston. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the first trailer came out, and I remember the uproar. It, this, so I think I actually think the reason why people gave it get put it off lightly, it was probably due to the backlash when it was first announced, because a lot of the, as with most things, the unhealthy voices on the internet got a lot of play when they yeah. were like, "I don't want women in the ghost," blah 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 blah, blah. and I think that's why people might have been a bit less willing to go after it was it Ernie Hudson himself who said that he he, he doesn't like the sound of yeah. this all female cast I maybe one of, it was one of the cast members that did say it yeah it was but I, I just want I just meant to say that when the first trailer came out they said uh, in 1980 when did this come out 1980 I think it's 84 84 I think so too uh, same year as Wonder Woman oh, we'll be yeah, getting 1984. into that 1984 four scientists maybe she's watching <gasps> Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters or we'll see a theater in the Ooh. background with Ghostbusters on maybe, it maybe. that would be excellent uh, but one of the one of the things people criticized was four scientists in 1984 to to, to uh, fought back against Ghostbusters blah, 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 and all the nerds online it was three scientists Ernie Hudson's character was not a scientist it was mm. three scientists and a normal guy yeah. and I was like well, you know and also, they're scientists, and yet Sigourney Weaver makes the most sense in the movie. Yeah. 
There's yeah. a lot of times where she's like, "What? You are fucking idiots! How are you guys scientists?" Also, Bill Murray is a scientist, but he's he's like, I love. He's, yeah, he's such Jack the Lad. Like, yeah, he's so good. When did he's, you fall into the science degree? Like, when, how did you? When he's doing the psychic thing, with he's the just guy. handing them out. Like, oh, oh do you want to be a scientist? Do you want to be a scientist? You're a yeah. scientist now. Thank you. Thank you. This is what I deserve. I love the. I love when he's doing the psychic thing, and like the guy's like. Oh, I think it's a square. Nope. And he shocks him and he looks at the sexy girl and he's like, come on, you know this, <laughs> yes. you know this. And she's like, I think it's a circle. How did you do that? How did you? And he's putting it down and everything. Oh, he's such a creep. I love oh, it. He's such a creep to Sigourney Weaver as well. And yeah. I just love how she takes none of his nonsense. Yeah, totally. She really is a great character in it. She is, but she, she still wants to fuck him, which is what, Oh yeah. 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 Well, you knew she'll come around yeah. eventually. <laughs> And she, yeah. As you said, she is actually really sexy. She is when well. she starts lifting off the bed and everything, and she's mm. in the yeah. And oh. and and um, fuck, what's his name? <laughs> and her voice. Oh. And her voice, yeah, sexy <laughs> voice. You know when she's like the demon, Zool, <sighs> Zool, yeah. Um, and then are you the gatekeeper? I'm the key master. Uh, what's his name? Rick Moranis. Yeah, it's fucking great in that as well. Yeah. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, guy. I shrunk the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, we barely talked about the trailer, but it looks great. It looks Paul so Rudge, fun. Um, everything about it is fun. When he holds up the ghost catcher, whatever those things yeah, are called, the yeah. yellow and black thing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Paul uh, Rudd, what a great choice. And I love that they don't try and uh, update, that they're using the classic stuff. Like yes. That was the problem with the other Ghostbusters where they try and make modern versions of it. Yeah, And I was course. like... It kind of looks better when it's kind of the junky old version. That they don't you know? really work that well. Yeah. Either. You're like, oh, could break down at any moment. I kind of like, I, I just think it looks better if the tech isn't as refined. The Ecto-1. Ecto-1. It's looks, the actual classic car. Like they're not using great. an updated version at yeah. all. Yeah. Everything about it is so cool. Yeah. I hope this is good. Yeah, me too. It needs a win. It the, does. After that terrible movie, it really does need a win. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to see more of Ghostbusters like I, I like Ghostbusters I really yep. like both the movies even though people don't like Ghostbusters too I know I think a lot of people do as, as well yeah. I don't know it, like at the time when it came out it was critically yeah. panned but I view it as like a comedy classic I kind of I, I, I've never not liked it but I think it might be an iRobot situation <laughs> where I watched it years ago I haven't watched so you're just in love with it now I'm just in or... love with it or may, like I, I might need to watch the two of them again I think though I'll always love it because of the connection I had with it when I was a child. Yeah, it's me one of those too. movies that you could tell me it's awful a billion yeah. times and I'll still be like, but I love it. Ghostbusters one is just a classic, like Absolute no matter classic. what. Hands down, <laughs> it's amazing that they never made more than two. Yeah, because oh. like, it left behind such a legacy. Totally, totally. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, so good. Yeah. The suits, yeah. you still pe- see people like dressing up. And everything, like. everything. Cross the streams, you know. Cross the streams, yeah. which supposedly they made up on the day. Yeah, oh, so good. What a great, it's just a great movie altogether. Yeah. So we're very excited about Ghostbusters. It looks really good. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I wonder when it comes out, actually. 2020? Yeah, I just don't know the... Yeah. Um. There's the, the reboot. 144 million it costs to make. The, the all-female cast yeah. one. Interesting. Mm. It's a big budget. It is a big budget. For a comedy. Controversy. Oh, Obviously, the controversy is all about... I'd love to read that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fans felt entitled, did they? Oh, okay. Very good. Mm. Uh, have you seen uh, Henry Cavill? Someone asked him a question about what do you think about fan entitlement? And he's like... 
he was like, I actually don't think, I, I get what you're saying, and I understand that there can be an element of that, but I actually think that when someone have played all the hours of the game and the books and everything like that, I get that they have their own image of it and expect a certain thing to it, and he's getting a lot of a lot of praise for that yeah online. i was about to say that's like the perfect answer yeah he's getting he's getting a lot of praise which one do you want uh i'll take the red bull because okay. i've had two of these now <laughs> my enough. heart might explode yep um and um, no that's that's the perfect answer you want to hear isn't yeah. it yeah yeah well that's why when you see zach schneider and he's like hey i got this idea where i'm gonna completely i'm gonna kill jimmy olsen yeah in, in like the first scene or whatever of batman yeah. versus superman you're like really really like, why uh, yeah does that need to happen yeah yeah it's typical but anyway um so yeah he's getting a lot of praise for that that's like, a really cool thing to the hear. interviewer was clearly baiting him into being like mm-hmm. um you know uh tell us how much you're annoyed by the fans i know yeah and he's done a really good job of like not even sidestepping it being like actually you know i i, I understand what you're saying but i disagree yeah. i think um it's acceptable to some regards you know so um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is out in oh. July. It's actually a long time away. Yeah, July 10th in yeah. 2020. Oh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, they're, they're all back. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's excellent. And I, so this is just me, but Mr. Gruberson is Paul Rudd's character. Isn't that a Ghostbusters name? Is it? Doesn't that sound like, no, but like when you're like, when you think of Ghostbusters and like their name, it's like, that sounds like a Ghostbusters name, you know? But here's the thing as well. The the house that's in the trailer. Yeah. The Inherit be, in, uh, because someone dies. Harold Ramis. Is it Harold it, Ramis? Yeah, because he's Spangler. Okay. Yeah. And they actually say that in the trailer, do they? Or? They don't specifically say it, but the, the one she pulls back is uh, Spangler and that's Harold Ramis' oh, okay. character. Okay, great, great. Because I, I, I didn't know whose house it was and I was just like, I totally. hope it's not Bill Murray's house because I so want to see him in the movie no I, th- I think or in the sequel if he wasn't totally in that. no I think it's them them paying homage because the, obviously Harold Ramis is dead actually passed away he's actually yeah. passed away and it was a huge tragedy and I think this movie is trying to again pay homage to the older movie and be like you know who 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 would be better at respecting a previous movie than the son of the person who made the who movie? made it you Ivan know? Reitman's son yeah I love it yeah, some good vibes. So anyway, that's one of the five trailers we have to talk about. <laughs> right, come on. Next one I have written down is Black Widow. Black Widow. Oh, mm. actually, mm. yeah, I forgot you know? about this. Yeah. It's, it's bad that I even forgot about it. I know, I know. And I'm, yeah. Lukewarm. Uh, lukewarm, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not that interested in it. I mean, I'm interested. It's a Marvel movie. I'm very invested in that universe already. Me too, but I hate that I know... Her, I know her story, how it ends. Totally. And that, I didn't think it would affect me as much as it did. Yeah. When I seen the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, but she does, uh, you know? And it's kind of weird that the most exciting part of it, I think we both agreed, is David Harbour. I know, which you know is exactly what Marvel and Disney do not want you to be. I like, know. You're supposed to be like, oh, look, it's Black Widow. Black Widow. She's back. Finally, you know, but it's like, I, I, David Harbour, he just looked... It, Everything. When he's looking in the mirror, he's like, <laughs> yeah, and I love he's gotten like fat and everything. And is it the Crimson Guardian or the Red Guardian? Red Guardian, the Red Guardian, Red Guardian. Yes, yeah, Su- I like the name of Crimson Guardian. Though. Crimson Guardian's good. Crimson Dynamo is an Iron Man villain. Oh, cool. Yeah, so cool. he's like also he's also a Russian version of Iron Man. Oh, really? There was a big thing in the 1980s. All big superheroes had a Russian equivalent who was evil. And so. just put red in front, like the red sun. Red Guardian, Crimson. Superman, Crimson, red Win- sun. Winter Soldier, Superman, red sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he looks really cool. Um, the We were saying that I 
the one thing we don't like about the trailer is that it feels like they're going too big. Because, Way too big. Because all the smaller stuff in the trailer looks really good. Like yeah. you pointed out, she gets taught at one stage. Black Widow gets tossed into a window, and you're like, "That looks so cool!" It, like it's a, it's an actual stunt person. Yeah, getting a, a real blow, and I, I love that. Yeah, I totally. love that. And yeah, as we were saying, like Black Widow is is an assassin or a spy. She's yeah. a spy. She's not a superhero. She's no. no actual powers. It's all skill. Yeah, and athleticism mm-hmm. and agility, all that totally. like together. And yet we see her flying through the sky. Yeah, it and just, she's falling and she's like going through debris and totally. things like that. It feels too big. Way too big. Now I suppose people could argue that like Batman does stuff like this as well, and he he's does, just a, and he, he doesn't, doesn't as well. Like yeah. some of the Christopher, like the Dark Knight Rise, oh, yeah. no, maybe not Dark Knight Rises, but the Dark Knight. Yeah, there's a lot of contained action. There's a lot it's of hand to hand. I wanted to see some fucking. Black Widow Russian Kung Fu going yeah. on. That's what I want to see. I want to see her do her Karanas more. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, like we said, it, Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde or uh, take like Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> we always talk about Rebecca Ferguson mm. from Mission Impossible. Her, le- her legs? Her Are we legs. talking about her we, legs again? I think, again? Mentioned I think we're talking about her legs. But essentially, every... If her legs could be in Black Widow yeah. in some way. In some way. Can we get her in a Marvel movie, please? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as you're saying, her style of fighting style in the Mission Impossible movies, it's all, it's just all skill. I think they do it great they've a really good job of like developing i know like female fighting in movies and like not having them just do like big high kicks and everything they're like it's it's all about agility and speed just and everything. we did it perfectly in the first avengers yeah yeah you know when she does chair. that drop kick into yeah. that kip up and yeah. then she jumps back up and was like oh yeah. yes whereas like there you can also have a scene between um Michelle Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey and they're kind of more bruisers oh that's and just like a clash yeah, like that's exactly. proper like fist of, fist, fist of cuffs fist like, of stuff so I think they've developed a style that's like especially in modern movies where like female fighters and they, you've like got the more agile ones and everything and yeah. then I, I, I think it's really cool and I, I love watching it I thought we were going to see a ton of gunfights me too in Black Widow yeah. and then we see her jumping through the sky and yeah. you see her on buildings or chimneys that are falling over it, just, I'm like, it feels a bit too much she's doing backflips off helicopters yeah yeah I'm like what what are we doing here yeah like, it, I, I thought it was a great opportunity to tone it down a bit totally. and I, I was saying to you like I didn't think it would be like street level like mm-hmm. Daredevil no but I thought it'd be the next step up totally Winter Soldier Winter, best, yes. best way best way of putting it you yeah. know like uh, the best the best scene in the trailer is everything with David Harbour and uh, the fight scene in the apartment because they're literally they're so alike that they're like swapping guns and they're like yeah. doing the same things to each other so it's just I don't know it's what you want it's what I wanted to see mm-hmm. maybe I had the wrong idea but I feel like I don't know I feel like that's the way to go with this movie I assume that's the way they were going to go and we were yeah. only saying like before we recorded the podcast mm-hmm. like, you can't imagine Hawkeye being in those situations either like you don't no. want to see Hawkeye flying through the air you don't want to see him doing crazy backflips off no. helicopters you want to see him in a fist fight you want to see him using his his mind yeah and like his strategy strategizing he's or running like at that. arrows stuff like that yeah, is yeah, what you want to yeah. see you know he's getting like he's getting banged around and maybe for the whole movie he only has the arrows on his back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. It's small, contained, yes. and like, you realize how human they are and then they have to overcome something in a superhuman yeah. way, you know? But this is the thing with, mm. with women in Hollywood, like the the characters now, like yeah. I think a lot of studios are afraid. Yeah. Like, they don't want, I think there's a big thing of like, Black Widow can't look less than Iron Man. Yeah. 
Oh, Do you know what I, I mean? I know what you mean. She yeah. can't look less than Captain America. Yeah. But the character's skills is less than. Like, she's not a superhero. Yeah. That doesn't mean she's weaker. No. That doesn't mean I'm less invested in her. Mm-mm. And this is, the, like, we talked about this with um, Terminator, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, let's put Linda Hamilton, one of the strongest fucking female actors ever. Yeah. Like, uh, Sarah Connor, she's so strong. Mm-hmm. We put Mackenzie Davis. Davis. Yeah. Who got ripped for her role? Totally. Then they're gonna sandwich this small Latino girl mm. who's also mega mega strong yeah. and is supposed to be a normal person. Yeah. An hour into the film, she's mega strong yeah. physically and mentally, and yeah. you're like, wait, it's it's okay for for them to struggle. Like, totally. It's, it's okay. Like it's yeah. not sexist. No, it's it's all right to watch them. Yeah, it's grow into grow. their strengths. Exactly. It's that's what's kind of good about Endgame. You see, like Black Widow's like in tears at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's like, the world is fucked, and I can't yeah. do anything about it. And, and it's the same. We talked about this again off the podcast yeah. about Hawkeye in Age of Ultron, and yeah. he's like, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow. Yeah, like he knows that he's not he's not some superhuman. He's, he's the best part of that movie. Yes, yeah. and he has because he, he's relatable. And he's yeah, human. he's just he's just a guy. Yeah, and that's what I liked about Black Widow's character. Yeah, she like that's what it's so cool to see her fighting with the Avengers, mm-hmm. and you're like, but she's just a woman. Yeah, but she's some, she's holding her own with a certain set of skills. A certain set of skills, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why David Harbour's resonating because he's like he he. Because he's there's this former glory to yeah. him, and he's still putting on the suit. He's, he's overweight. He's overweight, but he's real proud of himself. Yeah. And it's kind of like this. It, it still fits. It feels real human, you know. It does, yeah. yeah. And, and I it, wanted to see that, yeah, with Black Widow as a well. Bit of humanity, you know. But I uh, think actually, I, I know it. It was my idea, but I do actually think now that I said it out loud, mm. it's a thing of like she can't look less than yeah than these other big uh, male counterparts. Totally, like yeah, like she can fall from the sky and everything. And it's like, you don't need to do that. You can make her cool in a more subdued way that doesn't feel subdued. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, eh, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Um, so the next trailer, speaking of strong characters, no time to die. James Bond. It's going to feature another double O. I like the look of this trailer. Me too. I don't like the idea of the double. Well, I like the idea of if I don't care female or are not totally a double O seven. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of her taking it all, like taking the, yeah. the, the Bond franchise because it's, yeah. it's it's James Bond. It's, it's James not Bond. Double O seven. No, like it's not the double O seven. Yeah, including James Bond. I, lo- I love that people have been like. It's it's so interesting when people are like, oh, there's this established thing where James Bond could be a different person, and it's like it could be a different person who's taking over and assuming the role of James Bond. And I'm like, there have been so many movies that is just not the case. No, that's not how it goes. It, it has never been the case. He's the yeah. one person every time. He's just been recast as a and, different actor. You know, Charlize Theron was asked about this. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh, do you think? Because I assume from. Um, the atomic atomic bond, bond, yeah. Where she kicks ass and looks like she could be a, a Jane Bond. Yeah. And they asked her about it and she's like, no, they should just make up a new character. Yeah. Like, that, that's not a James Bond. Like, she doesn't even mean like the James Bond yeah. universe. She's just like, no, we just write a new character. Which is why I'm totally into this new character. The new double O, whatever. Yeah. Whoever she, who's she being played by? I don't know. Is it the... It's your one from Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. yes, yes. Obviously, she's doing well for herself. It was Maria Rambo or something, but... Uh, I, I'll get her name up. Yeah, but... Uh, but, yeah, I kind of... I like this, and I hope in the next movie they don't try and jam down my throat that she's better than James Bond in Which some way. you do get the impression a bit already. I get that she's younger. That's fine. You can show someone who's younger, but yeah. they... 
but and that can be different but doesn't like i don't want to be told like better they're officially you know she's better because she's younger she's smarter and she's a woman and everything and just lashana lynch lashana lynch yeah she's cool she was cool in captain marvel I yeah thought she and she was... she looks badass she in looks the, so in the james badass. bond trailer like i'm like oh yeah she'd fuck you up dude but... fucking daniel craig how old is he 50 something he's 50 odd now 55 he is. He's, getting, he's getting over the hill man he looks big he does badass but i do like that he's wearing it a bit I'm just looking Captain I'm Marvel. Just, again. Captain just type Marvel Captain Marvel again. again. I meant to put in Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking weathered though, even though he's in he's in good nick. Yeah. Fifty one. Fifty one, man. And this is his definite final definitive film. final final uh James Bond movie. And you know what? I'm 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 upset and at the same time I'm happy because I love I, I really like Daniel Craig. I think he's he's probably my favourite Bond. He could be mine too, and I don't know if it's just because I grew like it. It's been like what ten years? It's yeah. been over ten years now. I'd say twelve years. Yeah, yeah, two thousand seven around. Yeah, I'd say is when uh, Casino Royale came yeah. out. Yeah, and uh, where I well, I guess when I was a kid, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Pierce Brosnan was my first James Bond, but Daniel Craig seeing Casino Royale, I was like, man, he was the first James Bond in my eyes that could rip someone's head off. Totally, yeah. I was just like, oh, he's the first James. He's a brute. He's the first James Bond that can properly like fuck someone up and they let you know that from the very beginning Casino Royale 2006 2006 mm-hmm. man he's fucking great I, I so I, it will be sad when he goes years he's been yeah. Bond I think I think he does a really good job as Bond and I've seen all the James Bond films my dad's a big fan is he yeah um, I love there every there's parts of every James Bond that I really like you know Sean Connery's a classic you can't beat him Oh yeah, and he can beat women. And he can beat women. <laughs> George Lazenby is only there for one movie, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, Roger Moore for me. When I was a kid, his movies were constantly on television. Yeah, because when yeah. I was a kid, they had gone into syndication and all like totally. that, and like the the, the small Irish um, TV stations like RTE would yeah. just constantly have them on rotation yeah. Yeah. every Christmas. There'd be like five Roger Moore. James Bond's on and as a kid I enjoyed them because yeah. you just see him running across crocodiles He's and shit goofy, like that and yeah. like I, I quite like the era because you see like cool weird gadgets and it's everything the gadgets when I was a child like, yeah. the gadgets were cool when he's in a swimming pool and he has yeah. like a little pen that's that's got unlimited oxygen yeah, you know you totally. don't even question it as a kid you're just well, like it's so cool. fun. it's so funny that the uh, the movies would start with okay here's a list of very specific gadgets at some stage in this movie they will all come into play <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and that and that was like telling you tell, q isn't it q yeah q would come up um and he'd be like these are the, all the gadgets you're gonna get at some stage these are gonna come into play yeah but for now this is this is them and you use them whenever whenever fits james bond and it's like it's great but i yeah i'm a big james bond fan and i'm gonna miss daniel craig but this movie looks really good and i haven't seen specter because i was so I'm so hyped. I've seen... I love Casino Royale. Quantum Solace is... I think it gets a bad rap because it had... It was... It, there was a lot of problems around that movie. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah. Now, I love Casino Royale so much. I, yeah. I think I just... I took it personally. I was just a bit let down. Casino Royale was the first time I saw Mads Mikkelsen. And ever since yes. then, he's always been like... Everything I see him in, I'm like... Oh, Crying I'm, the blood. I really liked him. One of my favorite lines is... He saves his life... And then he comes back to the table and Mads Mikkelsen goes, you've changed your shirt, Mr. Bond. And you, and Craig, Daniel Craig looks at him and he's fucking fuming. He's Jeffrey like, Wright as well Jeff- as Felix. Jeffrey Wright, before I knew his name, I was like, I remember seeing him in that movie and I'm like, man, he really pops. I really yeah. like this guy. Yeah, he's but cool. I don't, 
I like you, I've I've made that connection, and that's probably why I like him for Gordon as well, because he's kind of James Bond's Gordon as Felix. Yeah, I guess you, know? you could say that. That's yeah. he's Felix is the American CIA representative yeah. in all the James Bond movies. So you know, it was cool seeing him like that. But uh, this looks like a big movie. It does. It looks like a big movie. Two hundred and fifty million. That's a lot. Spent on it. And so there's a big budget. And what we always like, practical stunts. It, it looks like that yeah. from, from what we've seen in that trailer. That's that what, that bike stunt has me, uh, yeah. it gave me a movie boner. Salivating. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh I yeah. like that. And uh, Daniel Craig, again, looks great in all his small suits. And yeah, Rami Malek looks dangerous. He's got he's got all the, th- all the hallmarks of a James Bond villain that yep. is good. Uh, a strange accent, a physical deformity of some kind. And weaker weaker they always have like well a lot of times they have like a slider guy yeah totally. you know so he's like he's he's not gonna punch the head off him and yeah. again Javier Bardem though was one of the first ones where I was like oh he looks like he could he could go I, I love Javier Bardem's character because he's so intimidating but he does something that the James Bond villains have never really done and he like hits on James Bond and everything he's so it's weird how he's dangerously campy yeah like it's such a weird cocktail it's terrifying yeah yeah where he's 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 somewhat flamboyant with this deep accent but he's got these clothes that looks like he's going to hawaii almost. yeah and at the same time he's like big like yeah he's imposing and then when he takes out that facial oh, yeah. thing whatever this holding his cheekbone yeah. up yeah yeah you're like oh okay the cyanide capsule yeah yeah so good um yeah, it's just I'm. It's gonna be sad seeing him go, but I'm very excited as a big James Bond fan. It looks fun. Yeah, um. So should we should move on to a movie we referenced earlier, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, New uh, Order. Song. Yes. Yeah, and it fits. It looks Man, great. It looks so fun. It looks so fun. If you follow us on Instagram, we tweeted out the posters. They look awesome. Oh, did the. 1980s vibe. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're really leaning into that quirkiness, and I'm all for it. I'm really all for it. Yeah. Um, Gal Gadot though, she really needs to get in shape though. She looks like yeah, she's been yeah. slacking. Wow, she's been yeah. eating burgers. Oh my god. I've never. Oh, I'm saying this to Ian, but in in the tra- in the post we have putting up, it'll be on screen. If you're yeah. an audio listener, it's like the one in her in the golden outfit. She looks beautiful. And she's like She looks like a goddess She looks like a goddess She looks like yeah. Wonder Woman She looks like Wonder Woman Exactly She really does um, Yeah she just It's it's a pity though That she's just Obviously not been working out That she's out. not been working out Yeah I know. at all And Kristen Wiig Man I gotta we, we were ta- I get funky when I see her We were talking about this earlier And we were like Oh man I've always been Attracted to Kristen Wiig And then you were the same thing And it yeah. was like Since Bride's Wayne's But yeah, she looks great. And I just love... She's one of these women that I just find instantly hilarious. She's so funny. She Like, yeah. yeah. Everything she says is just yeah. so funny. She's she's really charming and funny. Mm-hmm. And she's very beautiful as well. And I don't think it gets... It, like, I, I, I find her just extremely likable in every area. Yeah. yeah. She just see You know, you ever... When you watch someone get mm-hmm. interviewed and you're like, I, I, I'd like that person. Yeah. I could be around that person. Totally. Totally. A lot of the SNL women are like that. Like Amy Poehler and... Um, Tina Fey I also like Tina yep. Fey uh, we've talked about attracted to Tina Fey as well <laughs> yeah. um, who else there's one more oh, I can't think of her name fuck Leslie Jones you're saying you have a big crush on <laughs> no, Leslie I Jones I don't think I'm saying that <laughs> I have been in the same bar as Leslie Jones though oh um, yeah 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 she was at yeah. the uh, 
the comedy club in New York. She was she came in and she was talking with the writer. Uh, that, you would see her. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the thing. We noticed her. She was probably. I was texting my parents when I was like in this comedy club. I've told yeah, you yeah. about this. She's around what seven foot tall, I think. <laughs> Something with like the that. hair. Yeah, and she plays basketball as well. She's LeBron James in secret, really. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, no, I was texting my parents and I was like saying all these famous comedians that I would recognize. I was like Chris D'Elia, Colin Quinn, Andrew Schultz, and uh, Brian Callen was there. Brian as Callen, well. yeah, and uh, and I was Leslie Jones, and they were like only recognize Leslie Jones, and I was like, okay, okay, well that's fair enough, I guess, but still, yeah, but uh, we don't get to see Cheetah. We don't get to see Cheetah, which I like because that is probably the thing that will look the worst in the movie. I will say, well, here's Has the, the potential to look the worst. You know the film's done. Mm-hmm. Everything's done, visual effects and all. Yeah, because this this was pushed back. I think this was supposed to come out in December. Oh, really? Like it's supposed to be coming out now. Uh, and I say it was the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that kind of gave DC the the push. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, let's just move it. Yeah. So they moved it to the summer because maybe people be like, oh, why did you just not move it a month away? Mm-hmm. But they want it to be in a prime like blockbuster yeah. territory. So totally. you, Christmas, the holiday season. Yeah. That's not going to work out. So now it's coming out in summer. Yeah. June 2020. But yeah, um, I'm very excited. Uh, Pedro Pascal looks like a real douchebag and I love it. I absolutely love it. Chris He's, Chris Pine lo- looks like a man at a time with his fanny pack and everything. The presidential hair on Pedro yeah, Pascal. Yeah. Look at him. He's so sleazy. I know, but I like him at the same time. I love to hate him. Yeah. Instantly, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this guy. I'm going to enjoy this, it. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy hating him. It's good. It's a good look. Chris it's, Pine being back, man. Chris Pine, I'm. I He's know, got the fanny pack. I know it's going to be contrived and it's going to be a, probably weird how they bring him back, but I'm happy he's in it. I'm happy he's in it. I really hope it makes some sort of sense. Me too. Because I like him so much that yeah. I will, I will, uh, I will bend for him. You know what I mean? Like I've, that sounds a bit weird. But you know what I mean? Like if if they don't make if they make a half decent excuse for why he's coming back, I'm like, okay, I accept, I'll accept that. it. Yeah, yeah. So I just hope it's half decent. Yeah, me too. And if they really nail it, yeah. then I'll love it. If I'll they love really it. come up with a great reason for why he's still yeah. alive, yeah. I'll absolutely and, love it. And we, I was saying this when we were watching the trailer, but Wonder Woman fights like a goddess and it's so good to watch. And Chris Pine fights like a guy from the 40s. All he does, he throws haymakers yeah. and it's all, it's like, it's what he does as Captain Kirk as well, which I love. Like yes. he doesn't have, he's he, he can't really There's fight. no nuance. There's no to nuance. His, to his movement. He's just like pounding people <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like doing, oh, I love, I love watching it. And I think he Like looks, William Shatner as well. Like yeah. William Shatner is not like bobbing and weaving no, and no. let's be strategic about maybe, it. It's just like fucking take maybe, knuckle sandwich for you. <laughs> maybe he'll flip someone, but that's about as acrobatic as it <laughs> yeah. gets. Like, and I think he, he looks like a classic movie star, which I think is why it works when he's just out there like throwing rights and yeah. lefts and everything. It's I like good. that he's older. Like yeah. actually as an actor, he looks so cool. Yeah. Now, I don't know what... I think he's almost like he's getting really distinguished mm. and I don't know why it works for me like <laughs> I'm a male like, heterosexual I and know. I'm still like oh that guy looks fuckable yeah he does and I can't wait to see him as Captain Kirk again yeah yeah that's which gonna be- sounds like it's gonna happen yeah we got a director great. and everything so Wonder Woman 1984 looks great best thing about this trailer for me is the music though yeah music music is oh beautiful you know what i'd love to watch batman vs superman the trailer for, for batman vs superman yeah. and just look at how other end of the spectrum it is yeah you totally. know they were going for the deep 
dark mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer with the strings yeah, and yeah. even though I love I love what Hans Zimmer did with all that music totally. for DC and then you look at Wonder Woman mm. and it's colourful and she's jumping through the sky but, she's riding lightning but it has that hopeful and superhero element but it also has the darkness the mm-hmm. that kind of underlying like kind of unrest and unease and everything but it still has the yeah. the strings dun, 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 when it goes up like that um, it's great great trailer and the posters look awesome. Everything about this movie looks great. And I love that the, all the lines are done in a W. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Um, Free Guy is the last Free thing. Free Guy. Free Guy. Ryan Reynolds has said it is the movie he is most excited. He's, he's wor- most fun working on. It looks great. It looks so fun. I kind I think of, we've said that about every trailer yeah, now. Yeah. But this is like Except another level of just kookiness. It's yeah. just like... Let's not give a shit. Yeah, let's just do something fun. That's what this looks like. And it, he kind of looks like he's Deadpool yeah. without the, the mask and the face. Yeah. He's, a, he's Deadpool in like a nine to five he reminds me shirt. Of, he reminds me of Emmett from the Lego movie. From the, the, yes. Yeah. Actually, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a very good comparison. He's kind of like that. And I, the happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Totally like um, blind to what's really going on. Unprepared to be a hero, but still yeah. really heroic. Uh, good hair good hair I just like that uh, like I think I think they've done a good job of making the video game world look like the CGI kind of doesn't look as good but it looks like a video game which it's I always... a great excuse isn't it as yeah. well because they probably don't have like the hugest budget either yeah totally it's, it's Ryan Reynolds but Sean Levy Sean he's Levy. usually mid budget kind yeah. of stuff yeah what was the one he did with Hugh Jackman um, the robots the robots uh, real, yeah, real steel, steel. Oh, yeah at the same time no very nice um, yeah, so I'm very excited about that movie. I know we're rushing through this now, but I, I am. I, Free Guy looks great. You should check out all the trailers that we've mentioned. If you watch Free Guy, the trailer, you can really tell that it's got Ryan Reynolds, his touch all over it as even, well. Even his Mar- personality. Even Mariah Carey being the song in the background. That's yes. very Ryan Reynolds. And I have no idea what the end goal is for no. the character in no, this. No, me neither. Because if anyone has seen it, like it. Like the general synopsis is he's a background video game character who's who discovers he's a background video game character yeah. and then he just starts breaking the mold. Yeah. And I don't I don't know like what what is the end goal? You know, yeah. like with Tron, they're they try to get out of Tron yeah, into yeah. the real world. I've no clue. They don't really give you an indication. He just fights a lot. He just fights a lot of people and he looks like he's having fun and kind of happy go lucky thing. I don't know. It's it's a very exciting. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and Sean Levy lately he's been doing Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. He's the other director. Yeah, so that's it's it's just it's all looking good basically yeah. for this movie. So we're gonna quickly move on. Um, I'm just gonna quickly on to news. I'm just okay. gonna name some things really quickly, and we'll get quick thoughts on them. Peter Skarsgård looks like he's being cast as Two Face. Awesome, love uh, it. Adds again to a stellar cast. We also saw. I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, but she looks like she's probably playing Barbara Gordon in the new oh, movie. Oh, yes, yes. She's like the newcomer that she's hasn't in, been in anything. She's straight out of something, uh, straight out of like Juilliard, like Juilliard. Like the acting school. Yeah, so it looks like she might be Barbara Gordon as well. Both those things are really cool. Mm-hmm. Kill Bill 3 looks like it might be happening. It might happen. So yeah. Tarantino said that he was recently talking to Uma Thurman yeah. and they've been throwing around ideas. Yeah. Uh, now he nearly killed Uma Thurman yeah. in the last Kill Bill so it's amazing that they're talking so it's good it, yeah. it's good to hear but I love the Kill Bill movies I, I'd love to see a third one me too and I hope it's the daughter yeah yeah that'd you be know great. that scene where she's like if you have a problem with this in a few years you can come talk to me yeah I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing but it's something along those lines totally I'd love to see that me too Um, 
And he considers Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2 one movie. One movie, yeah. So it's cool that he wants to do Kill Bill 3, but really it's just the sequel. Yeah. Um, Code 8 is out as we film today. It's out, yes. Because we just we covered this uh, two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, and we can't wait to see it. Yeah, we're going to watch it hopefully for next week because, well, there's a lot of movies to watch for next <laughs> week by the sense of things, but we'll we'll do our best. But um, if you, Yeah, you should check out the last episode because we yeah. gave a really cool backstory. But here we should say about Code 8 as well. Yeah. It's now going to be in this a, a TV series. Yeah, Quibi. Quibi. Quibi streaming service. Quibi comes out in April next year and, and it, it's its own thing. It does 10 minute blocks of like TV series and everything. And these are made for the mobile platform. Yeah. This is for mobile watching. Totally. Steven Spielberg's doing a series that you can only watch at night. A horror series that you can only watch at night. So it sounds like there's a lot of cool things happening. Zach Efron has his own survival series Wait, with, with his, his brother. brother. Kill the Efrons. Yeah. Yeah. So these are going to be like, it says from seven to 10 minute episodes. Yeah. So, I don't know, but Code 8 now is going to have its own spin-off. So, that's exciting. And both the males are going to be in it. Yeah, Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell is going to yeah. be in it. So, spoiler alert, I guess their characters survive. Or maybe they don't. We'll find out when we watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are coming out the same day. I hate this. Because it's not going to happen. Someone's going to move. <laughs> I know. And it's going to be John Wick. Aww. You know that? It's, it's going to be John Wick. I, like, loads of people have been saying, oh, it's going to be Keanu Reeves Day. I see someone tweet saying, release Bill and Ted Tree on the same yeah. day. Make it Keanu Reeves Day officially. But here's the thing. This this is strong arming. Yeah. This is Warner Brothers saying, do you know what? That date's been working for John Wick. Mm-hmm. So we want that date for, for, Matrix. for Matrix 4. Which is shitty. So literally, I'm telling you now, Warner Brothers are going to win that fight. Oh. It's the Matrix. It's a much bigger franchise. It just is. Like, it made, it's made way more money than John Wick. Yeah. John Wick is, like, a slow builder. It's not a huge franchise. It's just massively popular. It's a modern franchise, though. That's it is. the thing. It is. And that's... Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because, like, yeah. the Matrix 4 could bomb. Totally. But if I was Lionsgate, mm-hmm. I'd be moving. Yeah. I th- like, they're going to... Who's going to win that tug of war? It, it's most likely going to be Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Like... Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths is happening in the Arrowverse at the moment. The first three parts are out. Yes. Uh, trash. <laughs> but, you know, it's... It's, it's CW. It's, it's CW. It's, it's on you, par with all their other trash. All their other trash, yeah. So um, if you like Arrow, if you like Flash, yeah. if you like Supergirl, if you You'll like, like Legends it. of Tomorrow, hey, this is made for you. Yeah. Taylor made. There are some cool cameos in it. Very cool cameos. Uh, I did enjoy... Can I give one away? Yes, of course. Burt Ward. Burt Ward. The original 1960s. Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> I love Robin. it. Robin, yeah. Love it. I, wouldn't, I wonder if Adam West would have done it. He, I'd oh, like to think. he totally would. Yeah, yeah. yeah he would've been, I'd love to if they tried to recruit Adam West. And he's like, I'm a Batman who dances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, who the fuck, yeah, who is, the this fuck is this guy? <laughs> um, yeah, and Kevin Conroy and Brandon Routh are Batman and Superman in it. Brandon and, Routh. Holy fuck Looks huge Built like a brick shithouse Huge indeed Tom Welling is back It doesn't look padded That looks real It looks real Because he wears the Clark Kent thing Yeah And then he goes into the Superman thing And you're like It's just the same But what's crazy is He's massive And he's got a six pack Yeah And you can clearly see that six pack Like that's obviously hard to do To be so big Yeah Is it bad that I just want to see him shirtless now? Because I want to see Yeah Because I want to I want to be I want it fully confirmed yeah. that that's his body. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, in Shazam, yeah. Zachary, Levi, oh, this is actually good segue as well. Levi or Levi? Levi. Levi. Yeah. He, uh, he's admitted that it was a bit padded. Yeah, but he still looked great. It, yeah, we've seen him shirtless yeah. working out and all like that. I'm like, okay. 
Yeah. Stud. Stud. Yeah, stud muffin. But yeah, uh, Brandon Routh or Ruth or Routh. Routh. Yeah. <laughs> Looks great. Humongous. He is. Um, on Dwarfs the, the other Superman By the way Yeah The other Superman Who's already a big guy <laughs> Superman just looks like A normal dude Yeah <laughs> Which time. is crazy When he's on his own He looks like Superman And then when Brandon Rout comes in He just looks like Danny DeVito it, Next to Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. And twins Totally like, It's like Oh oh, there's Superman Hey buddy Yeah There's Superman Sorry <laughs> Did I tell you you could talk I mistook you for Superman But actually there That's Superman he's right Superman. there yeah, and I'm Superboy. He's Superman. Exactly, and the salt and pepper in the hair. Oh, looks great. Love um, it. Uh, to go with the Shazam thing, Shazam gets a release date in 2022. Yes. So did the Flash. Got yeah. a release date. Got a release date for 2022 as well. 2022. So um, that's exciting. Flash is July 1st, 2022, mm-hmm. and Shazam is April 1st, 2022. 2022. So I have a question for you though. Yes. Do you think the Flash is going to happen? No. No? No, I don't think so. Do you know why Warner Brothers... Like, Warner Brothers is in its own way. I know. Because of Fantastic Beasts. So they, they have two big franchises yeah. with Ezra Miller attached to them. So they're literally like, well, we're going to run with Harry Potter first. Yeah. So every time they go, oh, we'll make the Flash, they're like, oh, well, no. Well, we need him for the other five Fantastic Beasts movies. They want to make five altogether. Like, that's crazy. That's too many. Yeah. Especially considering the reception of the last one. Obviously, that's why the franchise is taking a hiatus. They said that. Yeah. Which is good. That's good to hear that they're working on it. Yeah. But I hate when the first movie did, was coming out. It wasn't even out yet. They're like, oh, we're making five movies. Yeah. I don't like when someone does that. You I know hate what all I, that shit. It's, it's exactly what Sony does. Yeah. It's like, no. oh yeah, this is going to be our new franchise. It's yeah. like, just fucking release the movie. Release one good movie first. Release good one good movie, full character arcs in the one movie, and then we can talk about a franchise. The beauty of Joker. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of all the news. So we're going to yep. quickly do Hunk and Skunk. Hunk, we said, was Al Pacino. Al Pacino for uh, being so beautifully yeah. good. We wouldn't dare not give it to him. He's 79. Yeah. So when he was filming this, he was around 77. He was the oldest on set, right? He was the oldest on set. Yeah. My God, he hasn't missed a beat. Just like Marty Scorsese. And he looks younger as well. He does look he looks younger. looks really young. Yeah. yeah. He and looks well. Skunk. Skunk is for a bit of news we never even went oh, to. Fuck, yeah. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. We just found out that in episode four... Directed by, uh, by the Mandalorian, Howard. Mandalorian uh, episode the Mandalorian four. episode four. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, she didn't even work with Pedro Pascal. Oh. He wasn't in the suit. Truly terrible. He wasn't in the suit, guys. Yeah, it broke my heart. It actually broke my heart. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool show. Where sure in the fight scenes it's mm. a stunt double, yeah. but every other scene it's, it's got to be, be Pedro. Yeah, nope. I thought, especially for the whole recognizing the movement, yeah. like he's gonna have a certain walk. Yeah, instead it was James Dean's grandson. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool, but for fuck's sake, Pedro, you need to get back in that suit. Get yourself on set, Pedro. Yeah, so you're skunk. You're skunk this week. We're upset with you. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. You're going to hear about this. You are going to hear about this. You will. You'll hear from my people. Yeah. Um, And that's the end of the show, then. I'm your people. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to hear from me. Yeah, you're going to hear from me. Hear from me, (laughs) because I I don't know how to work email. Um, So that's our show. Yes. Uh, Please like, subscribe, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And go watch all those trailers. Go watch all those trailers. We're we're excited about pretty Uh, much everyone. Yeah, this is a very positive episode of Straight to Series. It's weird. I don't like it. It is weird. I don't like it either. either. Well, next week we're doing a year in review and possibly a review for Rise of Skywalker. So it could be Mm -hmm. a very negative episode next week hopefully it's a very positive one though we'll see Um, so thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time see you next time